What is up? And welcome back to another PPP podcast. I'm your host, Boyka, and I'm here with my other two hosts, Megan and Yvette. And we have another special guest. Uh, please welcome Hannah. Yay. <laughs> Thank you, little yay. Um, <laughs> so uh, today we're continuing our series on creativity and the art industry and what that means. We're going to get right into it. So hello, Hannah. Welcome. Um, we're very glad to have you on this episode because you are brand new to the podcast, right? So first off, what kind of art do you consider yourself into? Like what medium? Um, I am a creative writer, so I like to write like mostly fiction, but I also do nonfiction. And I also play the violin, so that's like instrumental music. So yeah. Great. So I feel like today we're going to be focusing more on the writing aspect because we haven't really brushed up on writing in this season. There's obviously a difference between professionally writing and like writing as a hobby, right? So how do you describe your writing process? Like what exactly do you, do you have like a process before you write down something? Do you just write and whatever comes? I don't plan out my stories before I write them. Some people might say that's not a good work ethic. So first I like go into YouTube and then I click on like recommended videos and I just get inspiration off of that because it just, yeah, I I just like doing that more than like manually like writing up my storyboard because I don't like doing that. Well, what kind of stuff do you watch? Like what stuff gives you inspiration? Like lately, a lot of social experiment videos have been popping up in my recommended. So I watch those a lot to get inspiration. Um, so what kind of stuff do you usually write? Like, um, I know that's a very bad question because it's very broad, but like in terms of creative writing, what kind of genres? Like fantasy, romance, action, etc. Okay, usually I write um, fantasy and then I added romance into it because, yeah, I find if you add like romance to a story, it's more interesting and I don't get bored of writing it. So, yeah. Would you say you kind of like specialize in romance or is it just like a subplot? Um, That's more of a subplot. I'm not really good at writing it, but I think it's just interesting to put it in there. And uh, what got you into writing? Did you just wake up one day and you were like, oh, gotta write some stuff down, or was it a a process? Um, Actually, yeah, it's pretty much the first one. Um, When I haven't written anything for like a couple of days, I think to myself that I need to write in order to get better. So I just pull up a few videos or just write anything anything down that I want to write down and yeah that probably would develop into like a flash fiction or like a short story. How do you think your style of writing has changed like over the years? When I first started writing um, I often included um, a lot of humor without understanding the humor like I was just trying to be cool but it didn't go so well because my writing when I first started out was really choppy it didn't flow really well because I didn't know where to put the humor but I think I have more experience in it. So my writing flows more naturally. Um, speaking of writing styles, is your writing influenced by like books that you've read? Do you like get influenced by a certain author's writing style? Oh, definitely. Um, my favorite book series is the um, all like the mythology series by Rick Riordan. Um, his writing style is very, it has a lot of humor. It flows really naturally. And I just go off of that. 
So Hannah, do you have any current projects you want to talk about? Like, is there, um, is there anything that you started writing or in the process of writing that you're proud of and want to talk about? I know a lot of writers usually are like shy about it, but they usually have one or two stories that they're they're really proud of. Yeah, usually, <laughs> like I don't I don't really write stuff that I am very proud of a lot of times. But a recent project I'm working on, I just wrote like a novella. Um, and I'm still in the process of editing it, but <laughs> it's been it's been really cool, and I've learned a lot of stuff as I wrote it. Well, tell us more about this novella. What's what's it about? Like, tell us about the characters in the plot. So basically, it's um, in the genre of fantasy. So like basically, this I I always base my names because I am not creative enough to think of, of original names. <laughs> so I go off of people's names that I find really interesting or their personalities that I find also find interesting. Yeah, the story revolves around this 21-year-old boy um, named John Wanwu. In real life, he's part of this K-pop group called Seventeen. But yeah, I just switched up his whole personality and like I made it into like a fantasy novel. Um, so basically, it's this spirit world where after you die, you have like two, what do you call that, choices in that spirit world. And it's, it's like to either reincarnate as another person or stay. And you can just live there for like rest of eternity, enjoy all its amenities and all that. Or you can also try out for the position of a spirit guardian, which is like the leaders of the entire world. They protect all the people living there, every single human's dreams and all that. Also, there's another realm within that realm. I, d I didn't really get creative for it, so I just called it the Dark District. <laughs> it's basically the evil version of the spirit guardians live. And yeah, they basically have a showdown <laughs> at the end of the story. Um, yeah, and it's pretty cool. That sounds awesome. I would sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> sounds cool. <laughs> So, um, going off that, you said that you learned a lot from, like, writing your novella, right? So, do you believe that if you write, um, like, anything, really, do you think you'll, like, naturally progress? Or is it necessary to write and then receive, um, like, feedback? Um, I think it's a mixture of both. Like, I know, um... Yvette has helped me edit a lot of my writing pieces, and that also, like, really, really helped me. But also, I have learned a lot of things from just naturally writing out stuff and editing it by myself. So, yeah, it, I think it's a mixture of both. And what is your revision process like? Do you go through and revise as you go, or do you revise at the, at the very end? Oh, that one's hard. It kind of switches out as I write, like, every other story. But, for, like, specifically for this one, I edited it as I went along, which probably wasn't the best idea because I spent so long on like first draft because that was not a good idea. But I have learned from that and I probably will not do that again. So would you recommend to people that they edit when they're done instead of editing like as they go? Yeah, yeah, I would definitely recommend editing your writing piece after you've finished everything. <laughs> well, finish the first draft anyways. And then you can write your second draft based off the edits that you've made. Would you say that the quality of, like, say, you know, nonfiction is different than the quality of your fantasy writing? Okay, so, yeah, pretty much. Um, when I write in my preferred style, my writing flows better, and I just keep writing. Um, if, I, if I write in a style that I don't like, I don't really continue the story. Um, 
I just don't find interest in it anymore. So yeah. Going back to when you talked about your like progress, um, what do you think it means to be a professional writer? Okay, I guess to be a professional writer, you not only have to enjoy it a lot. Being accepted into like an organization that is for writing also really helps to create that professional image. Like, of course, it's not necessary. I mean, you could just self-publish, but I think that would help your progress a lot. So would you consider yourself a professional writer? Um, I would not consider myself a professional writer yet. Um, I have yet to gain enough experience to be considered as one, but that's my dream. (laughs) That's my goal. Have you ever written fan fiction before? Oh, that's where I started. <laughs> I started writing fan fiction for the, like, I started writing fan fiction for K-pop mostly, but then I got more original and started thinking up of my own ideas. Well, speaking of fan fiction, do you think there's such thing as, like, inferior writing? You know how in society there are certain writing that people consider, like, less than, and I think fan fiction is one of them. So Oh, do, right. Yeah. Um, do you think that, you know, fan fiction is inferior to, like, original content? Well, that's really hard for me because I started writing fan fiction. But I think fan fiction isn't really any less of a credible art than, like, original work. Because, like, fan fiction writers, most of them, like, also train in their work. They try really hard. And I don't think there's any reason why we should put them at a lower level than people who put out um, their own original work. So I want to talk um, real quick about the J.K. Rowling situation. So a lot of people know that um, about like J.K. Rowling and what's been going on uh, as far as her views about the um, LGBTQ plus community. And um, I wanted to ask um, Hannah, especially because you're a writer, do you think we should... So, you know, there's this whole movement about boycotting J.K. Rowling and boycotting the Harry Potter series. Um, so a lot of people have stopped like buying the books and going to the rides and stuff. So do you think that um, if an author is uh, controversial that we should boycott the art or do you, do you think that um, that there's like a difference between liking the art and liking the author? Okay, so if the art is an extension of their mind, like basically they put their own controversial like worldviews into that piece of writing, then Yes, I feel like it should be boycotted. That's just my opinion, though. Do you think that um, in this situation, even though the, you know, the series is, like, so beloved and everybody loves the Harry Potter series and stuff like that, do you think that J.K. Rowling and all, like, like the entire series should be boycotted? Like, do you think it should be? Okay, honestly, I think both the author, um, J.K. Rowling, and her books should be boycotted but for the books I think it's only to like a certain extent like the books are a part of her mind like okay it comes from her mind and so does her like controversial views some of the said controversial views um probably like bleeds into her books I've seen like many people um around the internet comment on the lack of uh diversity yeah, I think both J.K. Rowling and the books should be boycotted, but the author should take the blame. So kind of expanding on Borga's point, because she brings up a really good point here. Um, do you think that it is 
possible to separate the art from the artist in a sense? Um, for me, no, because the art is pretty much like an extension of the artist. Like, so basically the art is like the arm of the person and then the person itself is the artist. So yeah, I don't think it's possible to separate those two. Okay. And I know Boyka's question about like JK Rowling, it probably didn't hit you. Let's pretend that like Rick Reardon got like bash in the face for being some sort of problematic. Like, what would you do? I'd probably cry, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> but <laughs> besides that, um, I would still stick with what I said. Like, those books are his doing and what he wrote. And if he was controversial in any way, which I'm not saying he is, but like, if he was, um, I probably would not support him anymore. Neither of the books. Okay. So that brings me to my next question, which um, might be a little weird, but I saw this, I think, documentary slash news article, which was talking about how, yes, you know, the artist may be problematic, but the art, uh, the art may not be. And like, I want to get your opinion on this. So in this fictional universe where Rick Reardon is, in fact, um, problematic, and his works are problematic, too, would you still stop people from reading his books and being inspired from them like you were? That's a really hard question. Um, I think that his books um, don't have that much controversial stuff in it. Like, he's not outrightly saying that he hates a certain part of the world or anything like that. So, yeah, that's a really hard question. I would not. (laughs) Usually, like, not all of the art that the controversial artist has made is um, bad. Like, some of it's good, but of course there's, like, controversial stuff in there, and that's what people focus on, so. But I think that people should still, I mean, I would encourage people to read it if they wanted to, because not all of it is bad. That also goes for the Harry Potter series. Like, not everything in it is bad. Um, There's, like, great world building and all that. Just some points in there are controversial. That individual can educate themselves on what not to do. And yeah, I think that would really help humanity (laughs) in a lot of ways. So moving on from this, let's get into like the kind of fundamentals of writing. So first off, what do you think about like cliche? (laughs) Okay, I think cliches are okay, but don't use too many. That's always what I try to do. I don't like using too many cliches. Yeah, try to be more original. I think that would help your style a lot. Do you think uh, cliches are, like, inherently harmful? Um, well, that depends. If that cliche is written, like, horribly, then no. But if it's, like, written in a pretty good way, then I I would be okay with that. Like, if there's just too many cliches, like, scattered out through the entire book, then I would, I would not, (laughs) I would not like that. So I know we discussed this in the previous episode. What do you think about censorship? Like, in writing, you know, there are a lot of different types of writing you know nonfiction, fiction and then there's also like a different breed of like problematic writing or stuff that's very um harmful what do you think about those kinds of texts if it's harmful to the general public then i would say yes it should be censored um it's if it's something about like the lgbtq plus community or something like that oh or like slavery um i know i've read some books and like seen some movies about that then I would not censor those just censor the ones that are not educational and harmful to the general public yeah that's my verdict on it can you expand on what you mean by 
educational and harmful? Um, for me, educational would be like a depiction of what slavery was like. That, I mean, that's like getting specific, but it's just an example. So um, educational would be similar to how Rick Riordan writes stuff, like um, how he portrays the LGBTQ plus community um, in a positive light, which in turn brings up a whole new like generation that supports that kind of stuff. And yeah, if that's like educational, um, something that's not educational would be um, either like condemning the LGBTQ plus community or something similar to that. Okay, honestly, it doesn't have to be in a good light. I've seen some movies about like slavery, for example, that like obviously not in a good light, but. What about like texts from like, bringing up this old example again, like the Nazis. Texts that are sort of propaganda in the past and they don't really bring anything educational to the table, but by reading them, people can understand like what was going on behind their mind. Wouldn't that also count as educational because you're letting people understand more about the Nazis? That still counts as educational. But what about, for example, something present day? Like if someone published a anti-LGBTQ, anti-Muslim manifesto, should that be censored? Yes, because it's harmful to that side of humanity. <laughs> but one might argue that this kind of like modern day published manifesto could be history for, for like the next generation or the next generation. Like let's say a tweet from Donald Trump, right? Like let's say um, Donald Trump tweets, black people are really bad right? Like, obviously, that's not good, and he shouldn't say that. So your argument is that we should censor that, because it's not educational, it's just hate, and it's just bad, right? But what if tweets like this in the future would be something that people can learn from? Like, these tweets can be educating other people generations from now. Do you get what I mean? I do know what you mean. Oh, well, you make a really good point there. I'm wow. just saying for argument's sake, I mean, I can't, I'm not about to like, I'm not about to be like, you're hella wrong. Cause like, I see it <laughs> because if it's just hateful, then why should we have it in the world? Right. But playing devil's advocate here, I just want to say, like, say it out. Like, what if this kind of hateful stuff can be used to teach like children in the future? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Let's say you have book A, right? And someone reads book A and takes a bunch of their themes and storylines from that, right? And they write, you know, book B. And it, it's a different plot, but it's very similar to themes and storyline of book A. Would you consider that plagiarism or is that just creative expression? Um, for me, I think it's creative expression if you don't publish it. So it's like the original person doesn't see it, then I guess it's just a way of thinking up of new creative things to write about. But I think if you make up like a new plot, it's not necessarily plagiarism. Like that's the whole point of fan fiction is to write stuff about the thing that you like. So yeah, I don't think that's plagiarism unless you like make it entirely your own work. Like you don't credit the original person. In that case, that would be um, plagiarism. Um, basically, uh, plagiarism is just when you don't credit the um, author. 
or artist the, of the original thing that you're basing your fanfiction off of. Fanfiction itself, I don't think is plagiarism because you're being creative. But uh, let's say I, um, an aspiring writer, uh, took like Percy Jackson, I took the series, I changed up the characters, I didn't use Greek mythology, I used like, I don't know, Asian mythology or something, but like the plot is the same, you know, like a kid realizes they're a demigod, goes to a camp, fights monsters, figure out, you know, betrayal and stuff, like, would that still be considered plagiarism or not? If you publish it, yes. If, you, if you're just doing it for fun, then um, no. What's your opinion on um, taking like real life people and turning them into characters for like a story or a book? I find that to be okay since I started out doing that and sometimes I still do that. I find it really hard to create like 100% original work. So basically I just take their names and some like aspects of their um, personality, not all of it. I mold it into like a character in the story and then I make the story. <laughs> so yeah. Do you think it's awkward or weird to turn your friends into characters? Have I ever been a character? You have actually. <laughs> Oh my god! You have, yeah. So, like, do you think it's do you think it's weird to do it without someone's permission? Like, if I just was writing a fanfic and I was like, "Hmm, it's a great place to insert Megan," I just put Megan's name in, put her characteristics in, not even ask her. Do you think that's like okay, or do you think that's weird? That's a little bit weird. I don't usually do that. <laughs> I either base like my characters off of non-real people, like people in anime, and I take their names. Um, <laughs> that sounds kind of creepy, but I just take their names and then I write a story based off them. Okay, so I think the final question for this episode, um, what is your advice for aspiring writers? I have a lot of advice. Um, so basically, I would recommend rereading and rereading books that you like the style of it like um like and then you can just take the best parts of it that you like and incorporate it into your own piece also always take breaks between chapters or section where you're writing uh there's this quote i've seen like circulating around instagram um it basically says write out your entire first draft and then in the second draft make it look like you knew what you were doing all along <laughs> i also think that's really good advice um, don't edit until you've finished your first draft or like edit it only when you decided to stop writing and like take a break. Um, cause like editing is going to disrupt your thought process. And I know from personal experience that that hurts really bad and can also get really frustrating. Oh yeah. Also, if you don't have any ideas for like a name for your characters, just put a few dashes over where their name should be or like put the first letter of the name so you can keep writing without having to stop. Also, on the topic of names, names hold power. So like make sure when you have time, you choose a name that fits your character's personality or just pick a name that's like suitable for the story. But the most important thing is make sure that you correct and edit your grammar. Badly edited stories make me not want to read it and that's bad. On the topic of writing stories, I don't really recommend Wattpad as an inspiration source, but rather AO3 or Archive of Our Own. Um, they have like, a lot of good stuff out there, and yeah, just don't give up, because you can only improve if you keep writing. Um, overall, like, what do you think they should do to edit and improve their craft? Okay, so first, I would start out with the grammar, because that's the most important thing to a good story. Yeah, just correct tenses. Tenses are like the most important thing. If you don't correct them, then your story is going to be really choppy and the reader won't understand 
where your story is going or where it is placed, what time it's in, and yeah, that's not good. And then after that, maybe correct or like erase something that you don't need from it, like a plot point that's really unnecessary and doesn't serve to show character development. But yeah, make sure you edit really carefully once you're done with your first draft. What do you love about writing? I like writing because I can think up of anything inside my brain and then just put it out onto writing and like I can go back to it and just kind of fangirl over what I wrote (laughs) because each world that you make just it's really special like each story that I wrote I love it a lot I I don't know what else to say um (laughs) yeah it's it's really cool once you start out writing something like that piece of writing stays with you for a really long time um, thank you so much for coming on our podcast and talking to us about about your art, you know, and uh, what you do. And I think it's, yeah, it's really cool that you came and decided to join us. Yeah, it was super fun. I would totally be down for doing this again. <laughs> Anytime, hit us up. Um, <laughs> so here is where we're going to end our podcast. Hannah, do you want to drop your Insta or any contact information? Um, okay, um, I have a writing account. I don't usually give this to anyone, but <laughs> I have a writing account. Um, uh, the handle is cql underscore twt underscore au. Um, yeah, that, that's me. I write a lot of stuff on there. So, yeah. All right. Um, thank you. Um, thank you. So, this is where we're going to end our episode. Uh, thank you for listening and tuning into our podcast. Uh, our Insta is at the underscore PVP podcast if you want any updates or any like sneak peeks for our content. And we also have a YouTube with that same handle. Feel free to check us out on both platforms or one platform. It doesn't matter. And uh, thank you to Victor Alvarez for making your music as always. He's hella cool. So check him out on his Insta. And thank you again, Hannah, for coming. And that's the team. Thank you.